It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, you know what that means. Yes, sirree, Bob, it's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live! Woo-hoo! That was pathetic. <laughs> this week, brought to you by Southern California Rain. Yay! We finally got some. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, let's see, there's the chat room. Hello, Martians on Maui, Amanda, AJ Hal96, uh, Howing Ulf. Same people over and over. Let's scroll down and see who else we've got in there. CM Songs, Craig Robart, Dan Lowe, Danny Weber, Dean Turner, Eric Spurl, Gloria. Hey, Gloria Covington, how are you? John Calvin, Ken DePotter, uh, Dean Turner, Mark Doyle, West LA Steve. Hello. So, what I want to tell you is uh, we, we got a lot of rain over the weekend, just buckets of rain, which is unusual for Southern California. And um, along with the rain, we got uh, some water in my particular office. I came into work this morning. I actually got a text before I got here. I was running late, and uh, a couple people from my staff said, oh, we're uh, dealing with the uh, rain you had in your office or the water you had in your office. So... Let me take the camera off of my laptop and see. You know when the big fans are brought in by uh, the building maintenance crew and the ladders are there, meaning uh, roof tiles came down and waste baskets aplenty, meaning uh, that's what was catching the rainwater. My little office got flooded. So I am a little less than well prepared for today's show or i shouldn't say that i want you to feel like you're getting half a show because you're not you're actually getting the whole damn thing but uh there were a couple other little things i wanted to include in the show today that i haven't gotten to yet but i'll probably think of them as we're doing it um so let's see wow wow, wow. okay yeah amanda says well uh, she's in ireland she says welcome to my world uh uh, and finally, the drought is officially over in Southern California, so we're all happy about that. But it really has little to do with the rain that actually fell here and more to do with the rain that fell up north in, like in Colorado and the Sierra Nevada. All that snow that's up there that will melt off and uh, turn our lawns green again now that they've been damaged beyond uh, all repair. I think a lot of people will be buying sod this summer. So nobody actually got um the nobody guessed what the show is going to be about uh somebody came kind of close but not really that close um i'm excited to do the show it's something that i've maybe touched on a little bit now and again over the years but i've never really done a whole show about and frankly i don't know if i've got 30 minutes worth of material here or an hour and 30 minutes so bear with me um Anyway, it's music success strategy and uh, something that you've probably never used before. And I'm going to tell you what it is right now. Oh, I need a drum roll for this. Let's see. Do I have a drum roll? Somewhere I've got a drum roll. Where the heck did the drum roll go? All right. The strategy is... The intersection of genres that you can do and what gets used the most. So many people just sit down and create whatever comes to them. 
Um, not a lot of people create music by intent, and I know some people are going to say, oh, that's not artistry, sitting down and creating something um, because you're on a mission or you're aiming at a target. You know me. I want everybody to make money making music uh, if because that's what they love to do, and I think they should be paid for that. If you want to just make music because you love to do it and it's in your heart and your soul and you're doing it, for purely recreational purposes, that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying if you want to make money with your music, why not go with the genres that you do well that intersect with the genres that get used the most? Um, we've all seen emails, classes, and online courses that teach musicians how to become successful in the industry. But in my years of experience, I've never seen anybody make the case for looking at musical genres as a big key to success. Um, there are hundreds of genres, reading my notes now in case you couldn't tell, hundreds of genres and subgenres of music. Uh, some of them are used in records and film and TV, and quite often many of them aren't. Um, but how many musicians ever take stock of what it is genre-wise that they do well and the genres that are needed most often? I think that's the most largely overlooked strategy. Um, people talk about, you know, social media and all the, you know, marketing stuff and how to book gigs and how to tour effectively. But what about just making music that, you know, is it something you already do well, genres that you already do well, uh, intersecting with genres that are needed? So, um, let's see, you can make a strong case for some, being one of the few people. Oh, let's think about this for a minute. Um, let's say you're a real niche person um, and your niche is Aboriginal didgeridoo music. Now, clearly, not a huge market for that. But if you already do it and do that well, why not do a ton of it and get it out there in a bunch of different production music libraries, a bunch of different publishers, so that you are the person that kind of hits the top of the pile every time. You're a specialist. So what you may lack in quantity, you've made up for in quality, and by being niche-oriented, or niche-oriented, as some people like to call it, um, you could do really well with that. I can't say that you're gonna make 100 grand a year just doing didgeridoo music, um, but how many of your friends and fellow musicians are doing that and doing it well? So the flip side of that coin is doing something like EDM electronic dance music that at the moment for the last you know couple of years few years maybe and maybe a couple or few years into the future it's the happening thing a lot of pop records are, are kind of based on edm uh, music that gets licensed for a lot of tv shows party scenes commercials edm 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 to the point where we're all sick of hearing those three letters so there's a, a big market for it then again, there's a lot of competition in that market. So you may not stand out. Then again, maybe if you can put a twist on what your EDM does that other people aren't doing, maybe you would be the standout. So I've assembled a very long list. I want to say hundreds of genres and subgenres. It's really, really long. And that's what we're going to do on today's show is go through this long list to help stimulate your brain um, to get you thinking about finding the nexus of styles of music that you make and what the industry uses most frequently. I was gonna say needs, but no, it's not 
what it needs, it's what it uses most frequently. Um, I've assembled this list from two or three sources, and I can't say that I am honestly expert enough to give you examples of artists or songs in every one of these genres. Uh, I was actually going to try, and then just said, oh, forget it, that'll never work. I was going to try and give examples of every genre, but you can't because they're, the, the examples are wide-ranging in many of the genres. And I realized that if I put music on the show, um, that uh, YouTube uh, and the publishers are just going to mute the show anyway. So I decided to scratch that idea. But I will interject some thoughts as we move through the list as to how, when, and where some of these genres could be used. And I want you guys to in the chat room to chime in as well. Um, I'm telling you, there is a gold mine in here. Um, and maybe what I should do at some point is put this list out there and send it out to you guys in an email or something or put it up on the website. Um, I, I think it's a gold mine. Let's see if you guys agree with me. So let's just get started. Uh, <laughs> gosh, it's 16 pages long and about a 14-point font. Acapella. You know, how many of you are doing acapella? Easy enough to do, right? Don't have to worry about setting up any drum tracks. Um, an acapella could be anything from, uh, oh gosh, what do they call it? Of course, I'm going to be branded on this. You know, four guys hanging out in the street corner doing that. That could be acapella. Uh, barbershop quartet could be acapella. Um, moving on to the next one, triple A. Now, there's a, a genre that was so popular in like the early 90s through probably 2000, triple A, adult, adult album alternative. Who the hell even knows what AAA is anymore? But it's a genre that was on a publisher's list of genres. So uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, a uh, good example of that one. Um, I Always Want to Be With You, was that the name of the song? That was a big AAA hit. Um, Aboriginal, and then underneath is Aboriginal slash Australian. Um, I don't know that Australian music actually has a sound, but certainly Aboriginal music does. And that would go back to the aforementioned didgeridoo. Just not that many people doing that music. But you know what? Plenty of shows, uh, travel shows, other shows take place in Australia. They've got to get that music from somewhere. Um, let's see. Acid jazz. Um, I don't know how much acid jazz is getting used today. Um, I think, and I'm not expert on this, I will openly admit or quickly admit that I'm not an expert on acid jazz, but isn't it pretty similar to trip hop? Just saying. Um, acoustic underscores. Now, that could be um, anything, uh, technically you could make the argument that an acoustic underscore could be violins, right? Um, or it could be something that's really simple uh, acoustic guitar, slide guitar, uh, it could be an unusual tuning of a guitar. Um, so there you go, acoustic underscores, action music, we all know what that sounds like. I love this next one, adult music, and I'm not sure if they mean, because adult contemporary follows it on the list, so I'm not sure if they mean like wham wham wham, adult like triple X. <laughs> music, uh, or if they meet adult contemporary, but those are both genres. Um, African music, um, that could be African tribal music, uh, could be music that you would hear in Johannesburg in a club. 
Uh, who knows? I'm guessing they mean beat-oriented tribal stuff. Um, the next category, next genre, is African tribal thriller music. I have no idea what that is, but I'm guessing it's probably been used in a James Bond movie at some point. Afro is a genre. Um, can't be that different from African, but I'd be curious to know the, the differences. Um, Afro-Cuban, we all know what that sounds like. It's pretty friggin' awesome, if I do say so myself. Afro-pop, Afro-beat, alternative folk, alternative pop, alternative rock, and obviously you could say alt-folk, um, alt-pop, and alt-rock. Ambient music, um, and that can be a wide range of ambient stuff, and frankly, I think that this is one I promised myself that I would point some of these out today on the show, so I'm marking that one. Um, ambient music uh, could be ambient drones, could be you know electronic ambient drones. Uh, it could be ambient acoustic music. It could be you know maybe some sort of acoustic drone where you're just taking a slide on an acoustic guitar and go wow. That stuff is so wildly popular right now on, um, it's a genre of TV that I keep referring to that you see all the time on um, the Fusion Network, you see it on Viceland, uh, you see it on the videos that Vice puts on YouTube, uh, and I'm noticing that the major networks are starting to pick up on it and composers that are scoring big TV shows on broadcast networks are starting to use that style of music, which is... It runs a, a gamut of emotions. It could be anticipatory. It could be dangerous sounding. It could be um, stress inducing, tension inducing. There are a lot of things that ambient music can be. Um, just plain old ambient drones of any sort are becoming very, very popular right now. So keep your eye on that ball. Um, ambient house music, ambient rock. Frankly, I don't know what that sounds like. I'm putting a check by that to go check it out. Americana. There is a genre that has pretty much withstood the test of time. We still get listings for Americana. Arabic. I think I brought this up on a show recently. Um, with things being as crazy as they are in the world with terrorism and so many shows that touch on the subject of terrorism and send CIA officers off to the Middle East to chase down the bad guys, um, I would think that Arabic music running from just a, a simple piece of flute music or drums up to what you might hear at a birthday celebration or a wedding, anything Middle Eastern, there's going to be a market for that. Um, arena rock. Uh, I bet you they don't have this on the list, but I'm going to check, see if they've got it down as stripper rock, which uh, is not that far away from arena rock. I think we all know what that is, just big, big three or four piece band rock with lots of guitar amps. Um, Asian music, that's a very broad uh, genre and I think that some of the subgenres that would fall under Asian are on the list today. Atmospheric, that could go back to ambient. Um, you'll see ambient and atmospheric used together in a lot of our listing descriptions. Uh, I think people in the industry on the publisher side and music supervisors and editors that may talk about music use those two words kind of uh, together or interchanged. Um, avant-garde and then followed by avant-garde jazz. Um, frankly, 
I don't know that I could identify or describe just plain old avant-garde, but I could point my finger at avant-garde jazz because I took several jazz classes in college. Here's one I've never heard of before. Um, it's either bachata or, ba yeah, I'm going with bachata, B-A-C-H-A-T-A. -A. I have no idea what that is. I'm putting a check mark by it to look it up. Ballads. Now, that was actually on one of these lists as a genre. I don't know that I would call ballads a genre. I would have to say that ballads are a style. Um, you know, you could have a country ballad. You could have an adult contemporary ballad. You could have a pop ballad. Um, trying to think of other kinds of ballads. So I would say that ballads are a style and not necessarily a genre. Ballroom. Um, ballroom music would be what you hear when people are doing ballroom dancing, I'm guessing. Um, maybe it's a three-quarter waltz uh, would be something, you know, one of those Civil War movies with a bunch of really handsome men in their Civil War uh, uniforms dancing with a bunch of ladies with really big skirts. Um, that might fall under ballroom, but it's one of those genres that's broad um, and probably runs through several time periods. So I want you to think about that as we're going through this list. Think about um, time periods and eras. Some of these things transcend and cover several eras. I've actually got a couple of visual aids to show you later that I think uh, you will enjoy. Banda. Um, I've got to say, we've probably had three requests for Banda music, which is a form of Latin music in the last six months, I want to say, six, seven, eight months, something like that. I don't know why some genres like that. I frankly never even heard the word until the first library that called us up and requested it. Um, and all of a sudden, everybody, not everybody, several people were looking for it. Why? Probably a TV show that was going somewhere where Banda music emanates from, and they needed it. They wanted the authenticity factor. Barbershop Quartet. Um, not going to get a lot of requests for that one, but we all know what it sounds like. Bar lounge music. Bar lounge music. Now, it depends. You know, uh, I did a show probably a year or two ago where I talked about um, bars, cars, and restaurants. Um, places that you frequently hear music that end up being uh, the backgrounds for scenes in TV shows and films a lot. Um, you could have bar music, you know, a dusty roadhouse with motorcycles out front and a bunch of burly guys with tattoos and Hell's Angels vests. That would be one kind of bar music. Um, something on the Upper East Side of New York City would be another kind of bar music, and that might be called lounge music because it's a little more sophisticated. So that, I think there's an implication that lounge music is more sophisticated, probably swings more toward um, jazz or trip-hop, um, maybe house, things like that that have more of a beat, but they're sophisticated. Um, Let's see, Baroque music from the 1600s and 1700s. Uh, I made a note here, 1600 to 1750. So that's going to be something that, in my estimation, is going to be fairly complex to compose. Um, and there aren't going to be that many requests for it. But then again, if there is a particular film or TV show that is done in that era, and you're the person that has kind of cornered the market on 
Baroque music, no Baroque music, um, yay you, you might end up with a, a you know, big bunch of placements in a big hurry and then see a valley again that's going to be a very long, low valley for quite some time. Here's one I've never heard of, but I can pretty much hear it in my head, and that is Baroque pop. I can actually, um, gosh, I want to say Strawberry Alarm Clock, the band Strawberry Alarm Clock from the 60s, but it's not exactly who I'm thinking of. They were on a movie soundtrack with another band that I think would classify as Baroque pop. I'm sure that nobody in a white powdered wig was doing pop music back during the Baroque period. Um, but pop music that is influenced by Baroque, I can absolutely hear. All right, here we go. Here comes one of my visual aids. And I actually saw this picture. We ran a listing around August, I believe, um, looking for a particular kind of unusual flute and drum music from Spain, okay? From Spain. And that would fall under the category of Basque music. And there's your visual aid for this one. So these are modern people that are taking place in a celebra celebration somewhere in a particular town in Spain that does this annual thing. And the music they're playing is Basque music. Um, now that doesn't necessarily imply, Basque music doesn't necessarily mean that it comes from a period that is contemporary or from the old days. Um, I see you guys are talking about refreshing again, uh, connection issue. Just so you guys know, I actually did some work on that between last week's show and this week's show, and I thought for sure I had solved the problem. Um, I got myself a dongle. Everybody needs a dongle. I uh, got myself a dongle from Apple that is um, a lightning or thunderbolt connector to a, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, you know, the blue wire that goes into the wall. <laughs> I can't think, my head's in another space right now. Anyway, rather than using um, the Wi-Fi connection, I'm back to going hardwired again, and even that seems to be not solving the problem for everybody. So I'm sorry, guys, I don't know what else I could do. We've got a nice strong signal on this end, and I've got it going right into a wire, so don't know. Uh, okay, getting back to my list. Just left off with Basque, and boy, do I have to pick up the pace. Um, bass house music, Bavarian music. Um, you know, people in Lederhosen, uh, what would you hear in a German beer garden during Oktoberfest? That would be Bavarian music. Or maybe the dude with that giant horn that I don't know the name of in the Ricola commercial. Bebop. Jazz, a form of jazz. We all love bebop. Big band, 1940s, big band stuff. Um, oh, geez. Trying to think of, uh, was Stan Kenton big band? I think so. Um, name some other big band guys. Um, Score Crazy says, I need to invest in a satellite. <laughs> yeah. They're cheap. They're only about 200 billion bucks. I'll run right out and buy one. As soon as I get that private jet I've always wanted, I will buy the satellite, I promise you. Um, big band music. Everybody loves big band, and we do get quite a few requests for big band. Um, I'm sorry, I'm scanning the uh, the chat really quick here. 
a TV station would solve the problem. Yeah, that's what I need is a TV station. Um, Yo, Dino is in the house. Good to see you, buddy. Um, okay, uh, Big Beat, biography music. Um, I was surprised to find that one on the list, but think about, do you remember, um, I think it might have been on PBS for many, many years, and it's probably still out there in one of the cable nets, the TV show Biography. Uh, they did have kind of a, a musical palette that they always used. It was before the explosion of contemporary music libraries that we know today. So maybe that's a genre of its of its own. Blue-eyed soul. Um, gosh, uh, oh man, who were those guys from the mid to late 70s? Two guys, one with long blonde hair, one with black hair and a mustache. Why can't I think of their names? I can barely remember my four daughters' names. Um, Glenn Miller, there you go. Great example of big band. Um, Blue-eyed soul. Uh, they did the song Sarah, Sarah Smile. Hollow Notes, thank you. Um, great example of Blue-Eyed Soul. Bluegrass, we all know what that sounds like. Blues, we all know what that sounds like. Blues Rock, I think we all know what that sounds like. It's been a wildly successful uh, and frequently requested genre for the last five, six, seven years now. Doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. Bolero, here's one. I didn't know that these two ever got um, combined, Bolero Norteño. Um, it's a form of Latin music. Bolivian. Um, I'm guessing Bolivian music sounds a lot like Peruvian music. Uh, four people playing those little pan flutes, um, wearing the colorful garb and the cute little hats. Um, Bollywood. Um, Indian music, um, and, and I think that Bollywood is probably a subgenre of, you know, Indian being the broader parent genre, if you will. Bollywood is usually associated with those really cheesy, wonderfully cheesy, I might add, um, Bollywood uh, musicals that often are just gigantic production numbers with like 100 people dancing and singing. Awesome clothing, very colorful. Um, boogie woogie, we all know what that sounds like. Bossa Nova. There, if you do Bossa Nova well, you should look at developing a Bossa Nova collection. Um, and Bossa Nova was really big in the like mid 50s through probably 1969. And that stuff gets requested pretty frequently. So if it's something you already do, maybe you just need to do more of it. Um, Brazilian and Brazilian jazz, breakbeat, you know, honestly, I personally don't know. I can't hear breakbeat in my head, but I know it's been a popular genre. British music, gosh, what does that mean? Um, they don't, uh, you know, here comes the Queen kind of British music. Does it mean the British invasion of the early 60s, uh, aka the Beatles? Um, the Hollies, a, what defines British music? I don't know, but clearly that made it onto somebody's genre list because people do TV shows that take place in Great Britain, different time periods, maybe an old spy flick, um, maybe a travel piece, maybe um, a biography of the Queen. 
maybe something about the royal wedding or some other royal scandal. Who knows? Royal family scandal. Here's one that um, I think everybody should think about, and that is broadcast news. There is a certain sound of broadcast news, and it does change by era by era by era. Broadcast news music uh, in the 1960s sounded completely and utterly different than what got used in the 80s, and I think it really changed the way it sounded probably in the mid to late 90s. Um, and today, uh, you'll even, if you look carefully, you will hear really cool contemporary beats that hearken to some degree to hip-hop and other stuff um, that is found in very contemporary pop music, EDM-style stuff, all rolled into broadcast news. So I would make the case that broadcast news music has sort of a sonic palette or a musical palette, if you will, but is very much influenced by whatever contemporary pop seems to be doing at the same time period. Um, Broadway music. Um, not a lot of requests for that um, that I can think of. Probably most frequently, uh, you know, if there's a scene in a show where somebody uh, is supposed to be at a Broadway musical um, or walking out of a Broadway musical, a, a man and woman on a date and they're walking out the doors of a theater on Broadway, maybe you might hear some Broadway-esque music in the background, maybe. Of course, the show would be over, so why play it? Um, Broadway Las Vegas review type music you know that would be a place on a cruise ship you would hear Broadway show music uh, Las Vegas show you would hear Broadway style um, music uh, bumper music bumpers um, is coming back from a commercial I believe going into you think I would know this having done so much post audio post it's ridiculous um, coming out of a commercial um, Coming into the show or leaving the show going into a commercial, that is bumper music. Um, there's also transition music that would take you from one segment to another, but not necessarily from a commercial to the show or show to the commercial. I think that's bumper, and transition is just getting from one, one scene. Let's say um, if you're watching a documentary or docuseries show, and they were taking you from one locale, they were shooting in one locale and going to another. They might use transition music to cover that edit. Um, country and Western, different from country, different from Western. It's country and Western. Cabaret music, uh, life is a cabaret. Cajun music, uh, and then it says Cajun Zydeco. Um, Delta music, uh, Louisiana music, um, New Orleans music, um, anything, not anything, certain types of swampy music that get used in, you know, uh, alligator hunting shows and that sort of thing. Calypso. I don't think there could be enough Calypso music in the world. Caribbean. Um, I would say the Calypso is a subset of Caribbean, but frankly, I'm not smart enough to know what the differentiation is, but I think we all pretty much know what those things sound like. Carnival music. Think about it. This is a great example of one of those things where unless somebody asked you for it, you would probably never think to make it. But what if you were, were the, the carnival music queen or king, right? Um... What would you hear uh, at a carnival? Calliope music, right? 
um, I don't know, what do you call that when you walk down like the main concourse of a carnival and you've got the guys on the right side, you know, uh, asking you to come over and swing the sledgehammer and make the thing hit the bell um, or throw baseballs at uh, bowling pins or milk bottles or tossing rings at milk bottles. Um, whatever music you would hear there, which I think is pretty, I want to say calliope driven music, um, that would probably qualify as carnival music. Carols, um, Christmas carols. We all know what Christmas carols sound like, and many of them, not all of them, but many of them are public domain, which means that you could just do a cover. You don't even have to write the Christmas carol. Frankly, you're probably better off doing covers of public domain Christmas carols because those are going to be the things that people in the industry are going to ask for. I don't think they want to hear new carols because the audience isn't familiar with them. So go with the public domain stuff. There are websites that list public domain music. And don't ever assume that something is public domain just because it's old. You might be shocked to find out some stuff that you thought was public domain actually is not. Um, cartoon music. That can be pretty wide ranging, but most of it is comedic. Most of it um, is going to be, well, some of it in the olden days would be more score driven. Um, where it was probably written to picture. Uh, imagine Elmer Fudd creeping his way around a tree looking for that pesky wabbit. Um, then again, it might be cartoon action-oriented um, with a lot of pizzicato strings, maybe obo oboes or bassoons kind of stuff in there. More comedic, more fast-moving, action-oriented. Uh, Celtic. Irish Spring commercial. <laughs> we all know what that sounds like. Well, actually, you got to be pretty old to know what that sounds like. Um, here's another one I've never heard of. Chacarera. I have no idea. I'm guessing that's a form of Latin music. Uh, can one of you guys Google it while I'm busy doing the show and let us know what Chacarera is? I, I think I pronounced that right. Cha-cha-cha. 60s music. We all love a good cha-cha, right? Um, now nah, I'm not going to dance the cha-cha, but uh, I actually know how, and I'm not going to tell you why. Um, and that would be cha-cha music would be good for retro uh, movies. Um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Um, Man of Mystery, uh, Mike Myers, the spy movie. That could uh, be a movie that you would have cha-cha-cha. Um, chamber music. Not a lot of demand for it, but I bet a lot of people don't have recordings of it available. Chicago blues, Chicano rock. Children's music, um, that's really wide ranging. And, you know, you could be talking lullabies, you could be talking, um, uh, and you know, uh, sing-along stuff like Miss Francis and Ropper Room. Um, you could be talking about music that would go in a Peanuts cartoon. Um, children's music uh, can be follow-along, sing-along, um, educational, lullaby, all those things are probably uh, subgenres. Chill Step. There's a hybrid I've never heard of before. Chill Wave. That's one that we get tons of requests for. Chinese music. Now the question I have, when you see uh, requests for Chinese music, do they want music that you might hear in China today? 
Do they want music that you might hear in a Chinese restaurant scene in a film? Do they want music that you might hear walking down a street at night in a spy or detective movie that would be emanating from buildings in the background uh, in Chinatown? Um, do they want traditional ancient Chinese music done with instruments that I can't pronounce? Maybe. All those things are possibilities. Um, Christian pop um, and Christian and Christian rap and Christian rock. Um, Faith-based movies are actually probably doing better today than they've ever done before. And we do get requests for not just rap or rock or pop, but Christian-based pop, rap and, rap and rock. Try and do that quickly. Um, I think that that's a niche that is probably underserved by many, many writers. And a lot of people, you know, it's funny. I had a conversation, if I can deviate from my list for a moment. I had a conversation two weeks ago with a woman who is a world-class expert on Christian music. Frankly, she probably taught me more about Christian music in the early days of Taxi. I'm talking like 1992, 93, 94. Um, she's a, a font of information on the subject of Christian music and considered by many to be a world-class expert. And she told me, um, she does some screening for Taxi every now and then. She used to screen a lot. She still does some, she lives in Nashville and does some remote screening for us. Um, she called me up and she said, Michael, it breaks my heart to hear how many people don't really, that are submitting for Christian listings don't really seem to understand the genre. They don't sound from the music I'm hearing from them like they've listened to Christian artists of any generation or any era um, or any genre. And she said they really need to listen more. It's not just a writing about your faith. Um, so there aren't a lot of Christian listings that where labels or artists on Christian labels are looking for new material. Um, but we are starting to see a little influx of Christian related or Christian driven music for faith-based movies. So if you do Christian music, make yourself aware of what's going on out there in the marketplace and try and make yourself as contemporary as possible within the Christian genre because I believe that that's where, you know, the sweet spot is going to be. Moving on, Christmas music, Christmas holiday music. I think that's kind of redundant. Um, Christmas holiday public domain. I brought that up earlier. Um, there, All you have to do is just Google public domain Christmas songs, and I would check any song that you're going to cover that one site says is public domain, look it up on a second site just to absolutely verify because I've actually listed some stuff in Taxi's listings and been called out by members that go, uh-uh-uh, not so fast, bucko. That is actually not public domain. And you know what? They were right. I relied on just one list and that list was wrong. Um, cinematic music. Uh, cinematic could be a lot of things, but it implies largesse. It's big, it's cinematic. It could be a score that you would hear, you know, looking out over the American Southwest, like a, a big John Wayne, uh, I don't even remember, who did bump, 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 the Marlboro Man theme. It's actually got like a real title. Um, that would be cinematic. You, you could also have cinematic be something that's more modern and uh, contemporary that would apply to like an urban scene or something 
something that's not the American Southwest. It doesn't have to be mountains and cacti and horses and desert uh, to be cinematic. It, it, you know what? Uh, I remember there were a couple pieces of music in the movie um, The Martian. Um, they were very cinematic. And there you go. They were, de he was definitely, they probably actually shot it in the American Southwest, but it was supposed to be the, the Martian landscape. Um, circus music, again, I would say calliope, tuba, um, big bass drum, you know, like the kind you carry and hit with two sticks. That would be um, circus music. Classic rock, we all know what that sounds like. Classical music. Now, here's an interesting thing about classical music. Many people think classical music is just that. Sorry for the poor picture quality on that. But it's a very old picture that dates back to the 1700s. But classical music could also be that. And you might say, well, that's new classical or neoclassical. Um, not necessarily. Those dudes could be playing classical music. Just exactly, well, not exactly, please. Oh yeah, there's a violin in that one. Uh, that's all classical. Uh, and just so you know, the classical period is from 1750 to 1820. Let's talk about your oldies but goodies, huh? Cocktail jazz, a frequently requested genre. There are so many scenes and so many TV shows and movies where two people are having a conversation in a restaurant, in a booth, in a lounge or a bar. Um, you can always almost smell the leather of that scallop-shaped booth. And what do you hear in the background? Cocktail jazz. Just one person sitting at a piano playing something light, something smooth, something not complicated because you don't want it to step on dialogue. Cocktail jazz. If you do that, do a lot of it. People need it. It gets asked for a lot. Um, comedy. Very broad. But, uh, gosh, uh, marimbas, pizzicato, um, up-tempo, maybe some percussion thrown in there. Um, contemporary country. Um, you hear it on radio every day if you listen to a country station. Contemporary jazz, tune in a jazz station, you're going to hear it every day. Contemporary reggae. Um, frankly, I'm not entirely sure. I Well, yeah, you could probably identify contemporary reggae from old school reggae. Um, country, country alternative. I think the country market in general has a lot of alt country going on nowadays. Um, Country combined with hip-hop, uh, well-known to be hip-hop. Um, country blues, country pop, country rock, country swing, country and western. So all those different sub-genres of country could all potentially be used in bar scenes. Um, yeah, I'm stuck. <laughs> I don't know. Other bar scenes, yes. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of other places. Um, Cuban music. We all know what that sounds like. It's awesome. I love Cuban music. Very, very rhythmic, um, very melodic, um, great brass in it, and just tons of fun to listen to. And if I danced, I would dance to Cuban music. Um, cumbia. Um, that, believe it or not, has been something that we've had requests for of late. Again, that goes back to like uh, Norteño and some of the other subgenres of Latin music. Um, 
dance music that's really broad um, but anything that you can dance to is bound to get asked for sooner or later whether it's EDM you know electronic dance music um, could be disco let's see is disco even on here yes disco is coming right up um, dance hall dance rock death metal deep house frankly I wouldn't know the difference between house and deep house maybe I need a little education on that but people ask for it disco disco house no idea what that sounds like but I'll bet you can dance to it um, discovery music and I'm not sure if they mean music that you would typically hear on the discovery channel or if they mean music to discover stuff by I'm not clear on that one Dixieland we all know what that sounds like give me a straw hat and a clarinet and a funny looking outfit I'm ready to go um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of demand for it but you know what if you're one of the people that does Dixieland anyway and you do it well you could corner the market on that um, Dominican music another form of uh, you know I would imagine that Dominican music is somewhere between Latin and Caribbean um, because that's where Dominican Republic is actually the other half of the island that Haiti is on and um, I've been there twice and frankly I don't remember what kind of music was the indigenous music there so maybe I should have paid more attention I do remember a bar called the treetop bar in a village called Sisua and they made a drink called a B-52 that's about all I remember from that trip now nah, there's other stuff I won't tell you about um, down tempo is that a genre or is that a description um, I'm guessing that's not a genre but that's a style down tempo music um, yeah I don't know what to say about that one um, drama again that's not necessarily a genre but it's a style music that would be good for a drama um dream pop we've had requests for that um trying to think of a good example of dream pop uh, shoot really 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 bad with band names or artist names dream pop i give up i don't know i'll think of it after the show's over maybe somebody will toss that one out there um Mojo says down tempo refers to slow EDM so that would be people dancing like this and the vocals would sound really slow drill does that mean like drums you know like uh, a drill team music don't know drone and drones ambient we all know yeah drill and drumline I'm guessing those two are related um drone and drones ambient here we are we're 45 minutes into this and we're only on the letter d i've got to hurry up um drum and bass drum line again uh, spelled with one in one word instead of two dub which is not the same as dubstep early jazz eastern european music um and again that's one of those things where are they talking traditional Eastern European music are they talking contemporary music is somebody I think Slovenia would be considered I could be wrong um, got a bone up on my geography but I think someplace like Slovenia or maybe is Serbia in Eastern Europe um, 
you know, what would you hear in a nightclub there if you're watching a spy movie and you had to chase somebody or the characters chase somebody into a club? Um, what kind of Eastern European music would you hear there versus something uh, Eastern European, um, you know, that you might hear in a village somewhere back in the early 1900s, still in Eastern Europe, but more traditional, more Eastern European folk than Eastern European contemporary. Um, easy, easy listening. Uh, have you guys noticed that the phrase, maybe I'm just out of the loop and I never heard this before, but all of a sudden, like in the last month, I've heard the phrase or the genre yacht rock. Yacht, like let's go out on my yacht, which I don't own. Uh, I don't even own a model of a yacht. But yacht rock, um, and, and that would be like um, Christopher Cross, <laughs> the the song Sailing, uh, which I don't think is called Yacht Rock because of the title. It's the style. Um, some of the Doobie Brothers stuff, um, a band that I worked with back in the day, Firefall, I think, might be considered Yacht Rock. So kind of that um, smooth, not too edgy rock from the mid to late 70s, I would think, uh, probably with some vocal harmonies. Um, would be considered Yacht Rock, um, easy listening, uh, kind of a mushy area. They all blend together. Electro, Electro House, Electro Pop, Electro Swing, Electronic Generically and Across the Board, Electronic Dance Music, also known as EDM, Electronica. And, you know, some people get really offended if you call electronic music Electronica. Other people get offended if you call Electronica Electronic. So I'm so afraid to offend either one of those groups that I just usually don't mention them. I just go, EG Gum, like that, and just kind of walk away from the conversation. Um, Electronica Dance Club House Trance. Uh, I think you'd have to be in a trance to say that and, and use that as a genre. Electronica Dance Club House Trance. What? Uh, Electronica Downbeat. And, you know, this is where it gets confusing, and I can't define it for you. Certainly don't have the time in this show because I'm only on the letter E and I've got a ton more to go. Um, electronica Downbeat. Uh, I would think that that would, to me, that's like Chill Wave, right? Am I nuts? Let's see if anybody's answered. Yacht Rock is 70s music from when you could buy a yacht from your royalties. Thanks, Mojo. Seals and Crofts. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Neil McTavish said, yeah, you could buy it if you didn't spend your money on Coke. And I'm pretty sure he's not talking about the kind that you sip through a straw. Well, you snort it through a straw, maybe. Um, Electronica Euro Synth Pop. Electronica Jungle Drum and Bass. I mean, you've really got to be an aficionado of some of these genres to really know what they sound like. But sometimes people ask for this stuff. And if you are, this is what I'm talking about. This is a success strategy. If you already know the genre and you do it well, why not be the superstar in that genre? Um, Elevator music. Again, that's more of a style than a genre, but it does get asked for pretty frequently. Uh, and it kind of implies cheesy, Muzak-ish elevator music. Um, like cheap-sounding bossa nova. Um, Girl from Ipanema. I, I can't tell you. Nah, I probably can't tell you. I would say probably four or five times in the last five or six years that... 
music supervisors I know have wanted to license Girl from Ipanema for a scene in a film, usually involving an elevator. It's frequently like a chase scene or something, and people duck into an elevator, the door closes, and while they're all beat up and shot up and bloody and sweaty and their t-shirts are torn, as soon as that elevator door closes, you hear Girl from Ipanema playing. But apparently that song is one that every time somebody wants to license it, the publisher says, okay, I want this number way up there. And then the music supervisors go out looking for um, other music that sounds not a rip off of Girl from Ipanema, but something, you know, that same kind of Muzak version of Bossa Nova uh, that could replace Girl from Ipanema. And then ultimately it seems like the producers of the film or the TV show end up getting the actual song for a price that works for them. So there you go. Um, emo, that's a genre that I personally never understood entertainment news um da 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 uh entertainment tonight access hollywood entertainment news entertainment news edm entertainment news funky entertainment news red carpet you know red carpet music has a sound go back and watch red carpet interviews and watch the bumpers where they leave the red carpet and go to commercial or come back from commercial to the talking head holding the microphone up with the access hollywood logo on the microphone listen to the music that you hear that's an actual genre but you know what most people don't make that but if you're adept at making that make a lot of it and become known as the go-to person for that um, entertainment news rock, um, Euro synth pop, Euro dance, European generically. That one's too broad. Um, boy, if we just put a listing out that said, give us European music, our members would, their heads would explode. Um, experimental, um, my theory on experimental is there's some really interesting experimental music and then there's some that sounds more accidental than experimental but i'm certainly no genius when it comes to that genre um here's one i've never heard of before gotta admit fado or fado f-a-d-o maybe that's one of those latin subgenres that i'm completely unfamiliar with fanfare music da 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 we all know what that is. Why do I feel like a crown just showed up in my head? <laughs> Here's a genre that, you know, remember, I didn't I didn't make these lists up. Female music. <laughs> Kid you not, that's on there. Um, female vocal drone. Um, why do I think of... Uh, like a, a meditation class in Santa Monica when I hear that. I don't know. Film noir. Ooh, that's a style we can all hear. Film score. Well, that's really wide-ranging. That could be almost anything. Flamenco. Not almost anything. It's one thing. So if you do it, yay. Um, folk. Folk punk. F I don't even know what folk punk sounds like. Folk rock. Free jazz. Free willy. Just kidding. French. French music, again, is very wide-ranging. But you know what? Um, we get a fair number of requests for French music. It could be French cafe music, cafe music. Uh, it could be what you would hear in an underground club in France. It could be music that you would hear in a World War II movie um, with two people from the French underground meeting, you know, to pass off some secret information. Um, 
Frunk. No idea what that is. I'm guessing that's a combo, a hybrid of French funk. Um, frunk. Go frunk yourself. Um, funeral music. I actually made a note on this one. Funeral music. What would you hear at a funeral? Well, if you're the decedent, not much. Um, Amazing Grace. Yeah, you could hear that at a funeral, but that's really a hymn. Um, a funeral dirge. Yeah, certainly. So think about that. Uh, no shortage of funeral scenes, right? So why not become the person who's the go-to person for fun funeral music? Or is that funereal music? Uh, or some music just becomes funereal because it doesn't do much. Uh, okay. Um, funk. We all know what that sounds like. Funk rock. We all know what that sounds like. Funk and funky house. Wasn't funky house... Oh, no, that was Punky Brewster. Funky house. That's a great name for a character. Um, fusion. Um, fusion implies two things coming together, the combination thereof. So what about uh, fusion? Um, jazz rock fusion, right? Um, jazz, almost anything fusion. It seems like jazz is frequently one of the fused elements. Future bass, no idea. Something Fender must be coming out with for 2018. Game show music, you know, there's one that comes up and I think is going to come up forever. Game show music has a sound, and it hasn't really progressed that much since uh, back in the days of the 50s and 60s. It's gotten a little better, maybe a little more contemporary sounding, and probably incorporates elements that you would hear in uh, contemporary music, maybe an EDM beat today or a hip-hop beat or something uh, that you would hear on pop radio. But game show music is usually pretty identifiable as game show music. Speaking of which... Uh, I don't know how many of you have Amazon Echo Dots out there, but I'm going to start a little thing right now. Uh, Alexa, play Jeopardy. <laughs> I think right now 20 Amazon Dots just lit up blue and started playing the game of Jeopardy. <laughs> um, garage music and garage rock. Honestly, I've been educated in the last year or so. Uh, there are different kinds of garage rock. Um, garage rock can be, you know, kind of uh, crunchy, guitar-driven teenage music played with reckless abandon um, that's kind of close to grunge, but I think that uh, garage rock in the requests that we've had, probably three or four of them in the last year, is different than that. It's like, what would you... I'm in my early 60s, so... What did my band play in John Hainis's parents' garage back in 1968? I would have been in like eighth grade. That is garage rock, and that's the kind of garage rock they're usually looking for lately. Um, German music, again, come on, guys. Uh, really, German music? Are you talking, you know, what would a bunch of uh, Nazi officers listen to, hanging out, plotting to evilly take over the world, versus what would you hear in a beer garden, versus what you would hear in a German nightclub today? I don't know. I think that one's too broad. Um, glam rock, I think we all know what that sounds like. Gospel, we all know what that sounds like. Goth, we all stare at our shoes and wonder what that sounds like. Um, Greek, again, you know, we're talking... Um, Geographical locations and names of countries, um, although, you know, Greek, there isn't a place called Greek, but there is a place called Greece. And 
that has a sound, but is it a modern form of that or a traditional form of Greek music? So you, you'd need some sort of descriptor with that. Grunge music, the sound of Seattle, gypsy music, uh, I, I think of Pinocchio stuck in the back of that little wagon with a little nose sticking out through the bars when I hear gypsy music. I don't know why, but doesn't gypsy music usually, usually have like an accordion or a concertina and uh, probably a clarinet? And if you think about it, I'm guessing that gypsy music is not all that different, maybe somewhat melodically different, but kind of similar to klezmer music, which is... Um, like Eastern European Jewish music, klezmer music, uh, Fiddler on the Roof, klezmer music, there you go. So gypsy music, Fiddler on the Roof, uh, it's kind of like uh, Eastern European folk music of a certain variety. Um, Haitian music, uh, I don't know what that sounds like. Halloween music, ooh, spooky. Hardcore rap, we all know what that sounds like. Hard rock, we know what that sounds like. Hawaiian music, we know what that sounds like. Um, heavy metal, heroic. Now, heroic could be, you know, big guitar-driven arena rock music could, in the right context could be heroic. So could a giant score done, you know, in a Hollywood soundstage for, uh, you know, the troops are coming over the ridge to save the day. Or it could be Bruce Willis saves a bunch of people in an office building. Uh, could be a lot of stuff. So heroic is one of those genres that's just plain broad. Um, isn't it funny, though, that more people describe music that's used, especially for film and TV, by genres rather than by the scene? If I were a music supervisor, I would think I would reach out to a bunch of people and say, I need music for a World War II flick where a bunch of troops are coming over the ridge to save the day and see what I got in, rather than saying, send me heroic music. Just my personal preference the way I would do it. Hip hop, can't make enough hip hop music. If you make hip hop hip hop music, um, you're not going out of work or gonna be out of work anytime soon. Um, hip hop club dance, hip hop R&B, hip hop old school rap. Uh, we get quite a few requests for that. Hispanic music, very, 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 very broad. Hip music, <laughs> I'm not even gonna answer that one or talk about that holiday music we already talked about um hopeful music um that's a descriptor more than it is uh, it's an adjective right uh, it's adjective or adverb i think it's an adjective um you know that could be a song could be an instrumental could be an acoustic singer songwriter thing you know with the lyric about something that gives hope or it could be a piano piece solo piano piece that is hopeful sounding just by nature of its melody um, and, its, and its tempo and rhythm, um, or it could be a score. So hopeful, that's an adjective. Um, let's see. I'm getting a call from the front desk. Hello. Now I'm in the middle of taxi TV. Can maintenance come in and work on your ceiling tiles that fell down? Nope. <laughs> uh, apparently nobody on the staff watches the big show. Um, hymns. Oh, 
That's Luke's travel agency calling. Don't know why that rang through. Um, hymns. Uh, now it could be a hymn for a Western where you've got people in a small church. By the way, the church that is on Westworld is only about three miles away from my house out in a little movie ranch. It's not far away from my house out in the hills. Um, not that I live in the hills, but I, my house looks at the hills that the movie ranch, uh, Paramount Ranch, is at. And uh, it was out there a couple of weeks ago and went, oh, I've seen that church. It's on Westworld. Um, Indian music, um, which is the parent genre of Bollywood music. And again, that could be um, anything from just a single instrument, I would imagine, up to uh, an ensemble of a few instruments, up to a huge orchestra. Um, let's see, uh, indie adult contemporary. I don't know what indie adult contemporary sounds like. Um, geez. Uh, who's the young lady that had her first big breakthrough hit with an Apple commercial? Um, she might fit under indie adult contemporary. I'm sure you guys can probably rattle off some artists better than I can. Um, okay, indie Americana. Um, so that's basically Americana, but maybe a little sloppier, a little edgier, or a little more rough edges is probably a better way to say it. Indie blues rock. Um, you know, uh, indie lounge, no idea. Indie pop, we see that all the time. Uh, and, and frankly, indie pop and indie rock are hard for me to discern which is which. There are people on our A&R staff that could rattle off a list of bands um, much better than I can, but I have discerned that indie rock um, generally has guitars in it. Um, indie pop is often more keyboard driven. Um, melodically, they can be somewhat similar, and, and frankly, I find the two genres a little tough, but if I were a taxi member getting ready to submit for a listing for either one of those, you know what, invest five minutes. Um, look at Wikipedia, click on links, listen to examples, go to Spotify. Um, it doesn't take much to figure it out in the moment. Um, Indie singer-songwriter. I think we all know what that sounds like. Um, and, and frankly, I've talked about this before on the show. I want to address it again very quickly, which is singer-songwriter as the genre that most of us remember it being from the days of James Taylor. Um, you know, Cat uh, Stevens, that kind of stuff. The singer-songwriter stuff that I grew up with. Um, singer-songwriter is a genre that progresses. Uh, it, it changes with the ages. And don't let yourself be stuck in the generational sound of your generation. Um, there is singer-songwriter stuff today that sounds very close to pop music, but it, it is still considered indie singer-songwriter because it's probably done by the person, performed by the person that wrote it. Um, but, you know, like Colby Calais, um, she's not super duper contemporary. I mean, she's been around now for a bunch of years, but her music, um, she's a singer songwriter, but yet her stuff sounds hip and contemporary at the same time. So don't let yourself think that singer songwriter means it's from the seventies. 
If it says classic singer-songwriter, that may be a different case. Indonesian, Indonesian-Malaysian, um, pretty easy to imagine what that sounds like. I don't think that there are a lot of requests for it, so I don't know if that's a genre that, you know what? Travel shows or some of those edgy docu-series or documentaries that go there to talk about uh, maybe the bad guys Abu Sayyaf um, that I believe are based in Indonesia. Might uh, need some Indonesian instrumental stuff for that. Um, industrial and industrial rock, um, those get asked for, it's not frequent, but it's not infrequent. Um, industrial techno, that would be something you would probably hear in a club setting, I would guess. Um, but it could also be used maybe in a commercial. Um, innovation technology music. Um, I don't know that that's a, a genre so much as a style, but, uh, oh gosh, what's the show? Um, how it's made. <laughs> they use a ton of that stuff. Instrumental was actually on one of the lists. I just wrote, duh. Um, international, and I wrote, huh? Question mark. International could be anything that's outside of the country you live in. Technically would be international. Would it not? Just saying. Um, investigative. Uh, and while we're on the subject of investigative, I don't know if this is going to be on the list later. I forgot to look for it, but procedural stuff. Um, that would be uh, like a certain type of music you would hear in CSI would be considered procedural. Um, investigative could be something that would be in a show like, uh, you know, NCIS or CSI. Um, could also be used in a more reality style show that's on Discovery Channel or one of those networks. Um, maybe True TV. I don't know if I have my network right or not. Irish, Irish rock, Irish Celtic, um, all subgenres of Irish music. Uh, <laughs> like it took a genius to figure that out. Um, island, island pop. You know, where. If I played you island music and I played you Caribbean music, would you know the difference? I'd have to think about that. I'd have to do a little research, but you probably make one or the other, at least some of you do. Why not become the person who dominates that category? That is a success strategy, right? Um, Italian, Jamaican, Japanese, jazz, jazz fusion, jazz pop, jazz smooth, which would be smooth jazz to most of us, Standard jazz, Jewish music, um, which could be anything from uh, uh, Hatikva to uh, Klezmer music to, um, <laughs> you would think I would know, wouldn't you? But I don't. I just can't think of stuff fast enough. Jug band. Jug band. I'll bet nobody watching the show has any jug band music done. But... I'll bet you if you did three or four pieces of jug band music and sent them out to libraries that they would want it because sooner or later somebody's going to ask for jug band music and most of them don't have any great jug band, jug band music. Juju. I have no idea what that is unless it's a racial slur, but I'm pretty sure it's not because it's spelled J-U-J-U. -U. Jungle. Um, Klezmer. Right back to the Jewish uh, music. Korean music. Now, do they mean uh, dance pop, uh, like Korean dance pop, like Psy, or do they mean traditional Korean? I don't know. It's 
hard to know. Uh, contemporary Latin, uh, Latin hip hop rap, Latin house, Latin jazz, Latin pop, Latin R&B, neo soul, um, Latin rock, Latin traditional, which you know, there are all kinds of subgenres of traditional Latin, um, vintage Latin. What is vintage Latin? Uh, anything that is, in my opinion, only because I have dealt with a lot of vintage music uh, in the years that I've run Taxi, vintage doesn't mean that it necessarily just sounds like it's from an era. Usually when people say, I've got a piece of vintage music, it means it's actually from that era. It was written back then and recorded and produced back then. Um, yeah, anything could be vintage. It could be vintage garage rock. Uh, you know, if I had recordings of what my band, the Benjamin Franklin Lightning Rod Society, recorded on a... Gee, what we would have, I don't even know what the hell we would have recorded on back then, 1968. Probably nothing. Maybe wax cylinders. Uh, but anything that was recorded back in the day. And you would all be a little surprised to know that the people who deal in vintage music aren't necessarily, actually, they don't want stellar recordings. They don't want something that was recorded with, a, you know, a thousand dollar compressor on Pro Tools that sounds spectacularly good because it doesn't sound authentic to the era. They would much rather have a demo that was recorded in 1977 than something that was recorded today and made to sound like it's from 1977. So just know that in my personal opinion, Anytime you see the word vintage attached to a request for music, it means it should have been recorded back in the day. Now, what we do at Taxi is when we have a listing where somebody wants something that sounds like it was recorded in 77, but they're willing to take stuff that was recorded last week and sounds like it was 1977, we say vintage sounding. We frequently will even italicize the word sounding to make it jump out so you guys notice and go, oh, vintage sounding, not actual vintage music. Lighthearted comedy. Um, again, with the um, marimbas, pizzicato strings, tuba, maybe clarinet, some wacky percussion. Um, Lounge music, we already talked about that. Well, you know, there's lounge music, which is actually a genre, and lounge music that would be music you would hear in a lounge. So they are two different things. And I think this is referring to lounge the genre because we have lounge, modern, ultra lounge um, on the list. I wouldn't know the difference, but I would research it. Here's one we all do know. Rat Pack Lounge. Sammy Davis Jr. Frank Sinatra. Um, who else was in the Rat Pack? Uh... Oh, geez. Dean Martin was in the Rat Pack. Um, the guy that was married to one of the Kennedys was in the Rat Pack. So you know what that sounds like. It's swinger music, Las Vegas style, baby. You know, you got the cute little fedora going on. If I just say cute fedora, <laughs> what the hell's the matter with me? Um, lullaby. If you don't know what that is, I don't know what to tell you. Male vocal. That's, yeah, let's just, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going back to take that one off the list. There you go. Off the list. Mambo. Mandarin. A form of Chinese music, no doubt. March music. Um, John Philip Sousa 
if you know who I'm talking about, then you understand what marches, march music, marches, marching band music, uh, you, you get it. John Philip Sousa is certainly the best known American composer of marches. Um, mariachi music. Oh, and now one of my very, very favorites, which is medieval music. Um, and I'm going to let this photograph also be for um, Renaissance music. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. Some things never change. Look up there. That is a groupie getting ready to head out. Is, that, is she in the shot? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. A groupie getting ready to head out with one of the guys in the band right there. Um, that's a your place or mine situation. Um, this dude right there with the satin jacket on, he's clearly the producer and telling everybody else what to do. Uh, and back there, right there, that guy with the drink in his hand, holding up his finger, getting ready to pick his teeth or his nose, that's probably the band's manager. So I just want to say that some things never change, right? <laughs> they never change. Um, by the way, uh, medieval music, medieval music, if you pronou pronounce it exactly right, um, 1400s up to 1450, just in case we were wondering. And I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to guess, isn't that called a lute, right? So there you go. That's this week's um, visual aid right there. That, that cost us a lot of money to produce that for the show. Um, Memphis Blues, merengue. I love lemon merengue pie, my favorite. Um, metal, metal core. I've heard the name, don't know what it means. Um, Mexican. That's a region, a state, a country um, that's very broad. But then again, you have Mexican polka right underneath it. And I think we all, you know, Mexican polka is remarkably similar to German polka. Um, it's got an accordion. Um, that much I know. It's got an accordion. And it's got that oompa thing going on. Uh, it sounds pretty much like regular polka, but somehow has kind of a, a Latin effect. Uh, Middle Eastern. I talked about that earlier before. Uh, I think uh, under the, the subheading or subgenre of Arabic. But anything Middle Eastern. Um, there are a lot of shows that, that, that deal with terrorism now, and they need that music. Military music, um, and are we talking, we had a request that we haven't put out yet, because um, I just wasn't sure I wanted to run the listing, um, but it was for just military drums, period. That kind of stuff. Um, modal jazz, modern classical. Um Go back to visual aids. Those guys could be playing modern classical, could they not? Or they could be playing classical classical. Just saying. Um, motivational music. Uh, that would be easily found on a lot of infomercials. Motown. We all know that and love it. Muzak. Um, that goes back to... Muzak implies corny, cheesy, what you would hear in a department store. Native American usually implies some sort of rhythmic drums and um, primitive flutes. Um, 
neo-blues, uh, which implies neo-blues, neo-folk, neo-soul, neo-techno. Neo means new, means a contemporary take on something. So uh, blues, folk, soul, techno, classical, soul, that's in there again. That's funny. Um, those are all neos. New Age. You know what? New Age. A lot of people make New Age music and not a lot of supervisors ask for it. But there are other genres that I think uh, that have supplanted New Age, kind of pushed it out of the way. Um, probably genres like Chill Wave, um, stuff that's really laid back and has the same basic effect, which is it's calming and atmospheric and ambient and relaxing and, uh, you know, ha have a sip of red wine and sit on that. What do they call those chairs where you don't feel any pressure points? You know what I'm talking about, right? None of us can afford it, but we've all seen the TV commercials. Um, West LA Steve says, uh, new age is tough to nail. Yeah, you know, one person's New Age is another person's chill wave, i got to say. News music, Nigerian music, Norteño, that's a form of Latin music. Uh, North African, I don't know that I would know the difference between North African and South African. Um, Northern European, novelty music, again, broad category, but uh, who the hell's going to put out a listing that says, I need novelty music? I don't know that I would invest a lot of time in novelty music because I think it would be a novelty that you would ever get a chance to license it. Although every now and then you might. Um, new disco spelled N-U. New metal um, spelled N-U. Um, and then there's a thing called mu metal, which is used to uh, keep radio waves out of electronic devices, if I remember correctly from an electronics class that I took. Old European music, again, very, very broad. Old school, old school what? Oldies. Uh, oldies implies music from the 50s. Sock hop music, I would think, most of the time. Although my children think anything that I worked on is an oldie. Um, opera. We've had a couple of listings for opera lately. You know what? That's one. Uh, that makes my case for um, a success strategy. <sighs> There are times where people need operatic music for TV shows. A spy movie, a couple of people go to the opera. Um, could be a TV drama, they go to the opera. They don't want to license an expensive recording of some famous opera star doing it, but guess what? If you are able to sing opera and you can do a cover of a public domain opera song, you could corner the market on opera. I like it. Um, Orchestral hip-hop, patriotic, again, broad general category, but we all know it when we hear it. We feel patriotic. It's very visceral. Um, public domain, I talked about that before. That's uh, anything, I forget, what is it, 75 years? Somebody fill me in on that. Um, <laughs> Martin J. Frog says, I think my head's getting full, st starting to feel like it's going to explode. That's how we feel here at Taxi. we got to, you know... If we don't know it, we got to look it up, research it, find examples of it, and then explain it to you guys so that you submit.
There I am. I'm back. I hope you guys can see me. Uh, okay. That's the first time I've ever seen the screen go black on my side that I can remember. Uh, I'm actually getting close. I'm going to start going really fast because I want to try and nail this whole thing in an hour and a half. Um, Peruvian music, piano music, places and locations, cities, countries. What would you hear, you know, in, in a restaurant, in a fine dining restaurant versus a taco bar? So think about where you are. Um, that's location music. A department store, what would you hear there? Music, most likely. Um, or maybe some sort of smooth jazz in the background. Um, Polish music, um, politic, political presidential election music. I'm not even going to touch that one. Um, polka, we know what that sounds like. Pop is anything that's popular and on the charts. Um, pop bubblegum, pop rock, post-punk, post-rock, power ballad, um, power pop, progressive house, psych rock. There's one I've seen that I don't know anything about. Punjabi, a form of Indian music, punk, punk rock, quirky, so broad, who the hell would know? If that's not used as an adjective to modify or describe another genre, throw it out. Um, R&B, ragtime, reggaeton, um, ranchera, rap, rave, reality TV, talk about broad, wow. Um, reggae, reggae ambient dub, religious, renaissance music, believe it or not, those dudes could be Renaissance musicians. Almost the same era, slightly later than, um, what was the other era? Oh, medieval and Renaissance, very close. They were adjacent uh, musical periods, <laughs> periods, period. Um, retro, retro could be a descriptor for anything. Rumba, rock, rock and roll, rock adult contemporary. Um, Rock alternative, rock alternative, pop, rock ambient, classic rock, hard rock, heavy metal. That's all been talked about before. Rockabilly. Rockabilly, um, that's a pretty popular genre. Musicians like to make rockabilly, and it gets requested every now and then. Um, romantic period, um, also known as classical sometimes. There can be crossover there, but Beethoven, Schubert, Mendelssohn, uh, Chopin, um, let me whip out the visual aid again. Romantic period. Gee, in all these years I thought romantic was like a guy and a girl falling in love on Valentine's Day. Uh, romantic comedy. Roots. Rumba. Russian. Russian folk. Russian rap. Salsa. Samba. Score. Really broad. Scottish. Pretty identifiable. Screamo, silent film. Uh, I think silent film is just piano, and it's a style of piano that we've all heard on like early Charlie Chaplin movies. Singer-songwriter, we know it well. Ska, smooth jazz, soft rock, Christopher Cross, there he is again. Solo guitar, you know, solo guitar can be acoustic, can be electric, can be ambient, can be um, jazz. Maybe the most lucrative solo guitar thing I think I've ever heard is... Uh, there's an insurance commercial. I think it's an insurance commercial that sounds something like, you know, uh, an old hollow body jazz guitar. Somebody's playing, you know, like that. 
I don't know what you call that style, but every time I hear it, I go, that person who played that guitar has made a crap ton of money on it. Um, somber music, very broad. Soul music, very broad. Sound design, very broad. South African, I wouldn't know the difference between that and North African, but I'm sure somebody does. South American, broad. Southern rock, God bless them. Um, Southern rock gets requested fairly frequently. Spaghetti Western, complicated to make, fun to make from all parties that I know that have made it. They talk about what a great time they uh, have making Spaghetti Western music. Uh, gosh, who's the composer? It's famous for it. He pretty much defined the genre. Can't think of his name. Uh, ah, can't think of his name. Anyway, he's the godfather of spaghetti western music. Um, Spanish music, specialty music, too broad. Cross that one off the list. Speed metal, um, spiritual, sports, standards. Um, standards, what are standards? Standards, uh, I want to say, feel like 1930s, 40s, 50s. Um, that kind of stuff. Morricone. Thank you, Mojo. That's He's the spaghetti western composer that everybody would like to be. Um, all right. Uh, stinger music, surf music, surf spies, suspense, swing, Swiss, synth pop, tango, tech, techno, Tejano, tension, tension drama suspense, Tex-Mex, Texas blues, Thai, Thanksgiving, theatrical, themes, thriller, Tibetan, tonal impact, traditional, traditional country and western, traditional country, traditional jazz, traditional pop, traffic report, not related to the band weather report, trailer music, which is changing quite a bit these days, trailer action adventure, which is kind of the trailer music that many of us think of, trailer choral, um, which is, you know, 100 voices, um, yeah, uh, trailer comedy, which is a whole different kind of trailer music. Trailer fantasy, another kind of trailer music. Trailer horror music. Man, I've still got pages to go. All right, I'm going to read them off really quickly, and at some point soon I will publish this thing. Trailer hybrid, trailer off the beaten path, trailer orchestral, trailer romantic comedy, trailer spooky, trailer suspense, trailer world music, trance, transition, transition bumpers, transition risers, transition, transition stingers, transition swells, transition urban scratch. Whoops. <laughs> There you go. There's some transition scratch for you right there. Uh, trap, travel music, trip hop, tropical, Turkish, TV theme, tween, Ukrainian, ultra lounge, underscore, um, urban, vaudeville, ooh, vaudeville, video game, Vietnamese, vintage, vintage masters, vintage mixes, wacky game show, waltz, wedding, West Coast swing, Western, um, this is all world music, Pakistani, African, Arabic, Asian, Basque, Brazilian, French, German, Hawaiian, Indian, um, Italian, Japanese, Mexican, Middle East, um, Polish, Scottish, Celtic, Irish, Russian, South American, Spanish, Swiss, world beat, yacht, yacht rock, Yiddish, and Zydeco. Whew, finally got to Zydeco. Anyway, all this to say... There is a strategy out there. You've probably never used it. And 
there are just some genres that get used more often than other genres and they are probably genres that you are adept in so why would you want to invest your time necessarily in stuff that's really difficult for you to do that takes a long time for you to do and that may not have much of a marketplace when you may already be quite adept at doing something that was on this very lengthy 16 page list of genres, most of which were fruitful. There were a few in there that like eh, take them off the list, but why wouldn't you invest your time in doing what you already do well? It just makes so much sense to me. So rather than thinking about all these strategies about I'm going to use social media to make myself famous, why not just take something that you are already good at, that there is an existing market for, make those two things come together and make really, really, really good music and make yourself the go-to person for that type of music. Uh, whether it's you want to be the king or queen of a niche or a niche, depending on how you like to pronounce it, or you want to go for a category that's broad and gets used very frequently where you may not be the king or queen of the niche, but there's just so much demand for it and you do it really well that you get a lot of placements with it. Um, so there you go. That's my big tip for the week. Um, I am going to try next week to do a remote in a famous taxi member's home studio. Uh, we talked loosely about it a couple weeks ago. I've got to circle back with that person and see if next Monday is good. Until then, I hope you guys have a good week. I hope that those of you who are stuck in four feet of snow or getting drenched in rain in Southern California dig out. Have a great week. I will see you guys soon. Thank you so much for watching this fun, really educational episode of Taxi TV Live. See you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye.